0: Well, good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, May the 4th, 2016. This is Marty Duran, and you are listening to the 4th Estate Drive Time edition coming to you live from I 40 and just passed by a Harley Davidson Roadster. 4th Estate Drive Time is brought to you by Suit Up by Philip Larson. Check it out at philiplarsen.com. That's P-H-I-L-L-I-P-L-A-R-S-E-N.com. Perfect book for the graduate on your list. If you're a small group leader or Sunday school teacher of high schoolers, especially seniors, you might want to check it out for the study guide as well. Use the coupon code t 4 E podcast and save yourself 10%. Also, by Jord at woodwatches.com. Same deal. Save 10% using T4E podcast for the coupon code on your 100% unique woodwatch. Check them out. Those things are actually gorgeous. I'm wearing one today. Well, the Indiana state primary is today. Sampling of headlines from Fox Trump Surge in Indiana. From the American Spectator, Indiana primary will decide the fate of Obamacare. Well, okay, I didn't know that was on the ballot, but be that as it may. From Slate, Trump state that looks like a Cruz state. And from Real Clear Politics, it looks like Trump will carry the state. He leads 42% to Ted Cruz's uh, 32.7%, so it's a 10-point lead well outside all the margins of error, and John Kasich is well behind Ted Cruz. So it looks as if Donald Trump will continue his romp through the primaries, and uh, there's a growing possibility, uh, almost at a probability now, that he can get the number of delegates needed to win on the first ballot if all the delegates remain pledged to, uh, to him on the first ballot. So... Uh, All of the excitement in some camps for the potential that Trump would be uh, unseated in the sense that he would be able to get a majority. He would not be able to, that Cruz and Kasich and Rubio's totals would keep him from it. Uh, Those hopes are beginning to look less and less likely. Indiana would have been a pivotal state. If Cruz somehow pulls a rabbit out of the hat and wins, uh, that would turn the tables. But the uh, the remaining polls that I looked at just this morning on Real Clear Politics have Trump in uh, in the lead in I think all of the upcoming primary states. An interesting poll on the Democratic side at Real Clear Politics showed Sanders in the lead nationally over uh, Hillary Clinton, but Hillary still leading in every state individually. So I'm not sure how. Uh, how that plays out. And, of course, she still leads in the delegate and super-duper delegate count. And we know they're super-delegates because they always wear a cape to the DNC. That's how you'll be able to tell the super-delegates. So it looks like we are coming down to a Trump-Hillary election choice in the fall. And there are better things that I can think of to do with my time, like finding a very attractive third-party candidate or writing in my friend Phil Arson. Big news out of the science world today, MIT News is reporting, scientists have discovered three exoplanets in the habitable zone of an ultra-cool dwarf star. Three exoplanets in the habitable zone of an ultra-cool dwarf star. Now, because it's an ultra-cool dwarf star, I would have thought they would have named the thing Marty, but of course that did not happen. Its official ultra-cool hip-hop name is, let me see if I can find this in my notes, 2 J followed by about 15 other numerals. That's, I guess, the way it will be listed in the star directory, the star annual, the yearbook. But it's been given a nickname, TRAPPIST-1, Trappist One, and as much as I would like to think that was named after a bunch of monks, it apparently is a, uh, an acronym for the uh, equipment used to find this ultra-cool dwarf star. So TRAPPIST-1 is the ultra-cool dwarf star around which appear to be orbiting three exoplanets in what scientists consider to be a habitable zone, in other words, Life might be on these three planets. So uh, let's get Elon Musk on the phone and see if we can put together a quick trip out to the exoplanets of TRAPPIST 1. But there seems to be a problem. This planet, or these planets, and this dwarf star are 40 light years away from Earth. Now, uh, I found a site called earthsky.org, which is, it looks like a hobbyist's astronomy site, but it had a very helpful um, scale to kind of get an idea of how far away this dwarf star and her three exoplanets might be. I guess it would have to be a he, not a her, since it's a Trappist planet, a Trappist star. If you use a, uh, an astronomical unit being the distance from the earth to the sun, or the sun to the earth, and you at that uh, represent one inch. So the distance from the earth to the sun for scale in this unit of measure, uh, or in this um, example I'm going to use, is one inch. That would make Alpha Centauri the nearest star to us besides our sun, which is 4.4 light years away. If you reduce it to scale, of an astronomical unit. The distance from the Earth to the Sun is one inch. The distance to Alpha Centauri then would be 4.4 miles. Now, just a reminder for the uninitiated that a light year is not a measure of time, it's a measure of distance. Light travels at 186,282 miles per second and the distance that light can travel in a single year represents a light year. So it's a measure of distance, not of time. So a light year then is bazillions and bazillions of miles after light has traveled at one hundred and eighty-two thousand two hundred and eighty-two thousand, or 282 miles per second. 180,000, 180, 282. So 40 light years then to take it in terms of inches, so the distance from the earth to the sun if you multiplied that out, how long would it or how far would it be to trappist one and your answer dear listener is about 2.5 million minutes of light so it takes light about uh, i I realized that i did cross up purposes there for just a second 40 miles is the distance if you're using your conversion 40 miles is the distance uh earth to the sun is an inch earth to trappist one is 40 miles it takes light about eight minutes to get from the sun to the earth, and it would take about 2.5 million minutes for the light of our sun to get to TRAPPIST-1. So this is not a near neighbor. This is a very distant uh, very distant place. Now, in terms of the universe, of course, or the known universe, this is a uh, just a hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, but the point being that in order to find life... On any of these three exoplanets, it's going to take more than pointing a microscope or pointing a telescope and hoping to see Marvin the Martian on the other end waving his hand frantically, mm-hmm. uh, or putting together a probe or a rover similar to the Mars rover. Uh, all of this will be done via radio waves and radiation and uh, mathematical formulas, and ultimately, possibly, they would. Uh, find something that would lead them to believe that there was habitable or that there was life inhabiting one of those three exoplanets. Anyway, I'm sure that was all confusing because uh I was trying to do a lot of stuff with numbers which I'm not good at. And uh point being, scientists think they have found three habitable planets 40 light years from Earth, and at the speed of light it would take the light from our sun million minutes or so to get there so it's not close thanks for listening if you're wondering why uh, there's been a hiatus my beloved wife had a uh, major surgical procedure and I was uh, it was necessary for me to spend a lot of time with her and uh, she's feeling a lot better now and I'm back on a more normal work week and so I will be traveling uh, back and forth to work again and drive time should be uh, at least three times a week again, as it has been for the past couple of months. Thanks so much for listening, and especially for those of you who have rated and reviewed. Uh, that's always very helpful and uh, makes us look good on iTunes for those people who are looking for something. I noticed there was a new podcast yesterday called The Fifth Estate, so I don't know whether I should change the name of mine now to The Sixth Estate or uh, just leave it where it is. Uh, but thanks for listening. The Fourth Estate has been brought to you by Suit Up. Check it out at philiplarson.com. Use the coupon code T4EPodcast and save yourself 10%. Same at jordwoodwatches.com. Not too late for Mother's Day, but you might want to get that order placed today, so you'll have it in time to slide around Mom's wrist as she looks at you, doe-eyed in appreciation. Or maybe your wife as she gives you that look that you ain't getting out of this with just a watch, buddy. Uh, so, Father's Day around the corner. Use the coupon code T4E podcast, or for some of them, you can get a better deal by going to my blog at MartyDuran.com. Check out the ad and the sidebar and access the website through that ad and uh, potentially save more than just 10% on some of the watches that are there uh, at Jord. Once again, thanks for listening. I really, really do appreciate it. Also, check out my buddy Todd Littleton, his blog, Pathological, if you're uh, along the theology line. If you're a pastor, it is a podcast for a pastor theologian. Uh, My friends Phil Larson and Ryan Abernathy and their conversation rules. All these are available on iTunes. Just check those out. And my buddy Mark Kelly will be very soon, if not today, uh, launching his podcast. And I encourage you to check that out. He's got a, a scoop interview with the brilliant Reggie McNeil. Uh, that'll be worth checking out as well. This has been Marty Duran with the 4th State Drive Time. I hope you have a fantastic day.